We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, we are joined with one half of Golding, Matt. Hello. How are you today? Hello. Good, thank you. So, do you want to quickly introduce yourself and the other half of your little duo? Yes. Uh, So, my name's Matt and like you said, I'm half of um, Golding. Um, Jay, who is the younger, better looking front half of Golding, um, also the singer, um, he can't be with us today. He's actually um, on his way up to a festival uh, to play with Boo Seeker for SoCal on the weekend. So, yeah, it's all it's all happening. But he says hello, and hopefully, I um I can answer all the questions. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're not too tough. So, where did where did it all begin for you guys? Like, where did you meet and decide to kind of form the duo? And so, it, it's actually it's a pretty weird story. But um, there was this battle of the bands that was, and this was this was a while back. This is like over ten years ago, and um, it was like the big it was like the Queensland final. And I was actually one of the judging on the judging panels. Uh, I got asked from another friend of mine who's a producer to like just come along and, and judge, um, be one of like the guest judges. And and yeah, the the, the last band that played was um, this band called Nine Sons of Dan, and Jay was the singer. And they were like this young these young kids from Coffs Harbour playing like punk pop, and they blew us away. And I, I the the prize was. Um, like it was some um, like music gear and instruments, um, some cash, but also uh, a couple of days in the studio with myself and Forrester Savile, who's another producer. And so the boys came into the studio and we just all became super tight, like just connected and like, you know, when you meet someone and you're just instantly on the same level. Um, and Jay and I just kind of started hanging out for, from then on. And we were just always in the studio, like working on different projects. And we just became like super good mates. And then it wasn't until maybe about just over three year, three or four years ago where I started kind of like doing my own kind of music, creating some some tracks and, and Jay was trying to like, you know, work out what was next for him as well. And I sent him a track. He was actually over in the States because he's from LA, originally from Orange County. Um, and he was over there visiting his, his family and I sent him this bed track and he listened to it and wrote this amazing melody over the top of it and send it back like the same day i was like this is sick <laughs> Let, let's actually let's do something for real so that's kind of how it all started cool and does he still play in the other band no 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 exclusively exclusively golding right <laughs> um and so what are your writing and like production sort of processes like um to be honest it's like it's different like from project to project like from song to song um but like recently with like for boxing underwater, for example, um, that like Jay came up with the the keyboard, like the kind of the start hook. Um, and then we kind of workshopped the groove and the beat a little bit together. And then Jay and um, our good mate, Joe James, they just kind of were hanging out, spending a day in the studio, writing over some other music. And Jay showed him the kind of bed track that we'd um, mucked around with on boxing. And Joe was like, that's sick. Let's write something over that. Uh, and then it, that was pretty much that process, but it changes. Like sometimes I will do like, I'll just write a song. Like I'll have like the chord progressions, the sounds, the beats, um, and like really kind of produce it up. But sometimes it's like really raw and organic. 
Um, and so at the moment, or even just in general, who have you been like listening to or like getting inspiration from? Um, such a like, it's like such a hard question because it's like, I, I have like this really, I have a really, both Jay and I have a really wide scope of music that we like, um, ranging from like, like jazz to like, you know, really like hardcore R&B and hip hop. And um, like, I, I really love kind of minimal electronic like that if I'm like zenning out by myself, I listen to like, um, like Chiosmos or, um, you know, kind of similar to that. Like I, I just really, I'm into just really clean, simple, um, instrumental electronic music. Um, but having said that, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like right into Doja Cat as well. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like it's, it's really hard. Like we, we pull from all of our like musical tastes and, and kind of library. But for us, it's like we're, we're not trying to copy anything necessarily. Like we're never trying to copy a style or a genre. It's just, it does really just have, I know it sounds like cliche, but we don't set out to write a song in a style of, or like think about, oh, is this a golding song? We just write a bunch of songs and sometimes they're not for golding. Sometimes they're for other artists, like friends of ours. Like um, uh, I'm doing an album with um, Boo Seeger at the moment as the producer and we're kind of doing a bunch of writing together and Jay's doing some writing with them as well. So we'll write a song and be like, that's not a golding song. So we'll just kind of like, pass it on or like see if anyone else is interested yeah I love it I love asking that question because I feel like if anyone ever asked me that question I don't think I'd be able to answer it properly either so oh really see yeah people ask that question it's, it's hard it's it's like you know what it's like it, for, for for art musicians and, and artists and people that like like this is my whole this is our whole life so mm. it's that's such a loaded question like yeah. and 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 I don't want to fuck it up either yeah exactly <laughs> you know like it's like an awards acceptance speech. You don't want to like leave someone out because there's been, honestly, there's been so many inspirations for both Jay and I, but um, yeah, I think we're just like trying to be like, you know, true to ourselves and, and make stuff that we enjoy. Like if we put a song on at the end of a session and we vibe out to it, then that's usually a good indication that it's going to be a golden song. So, so Boxing Underwater, what is this track about? How did it come to be? Where's the collaborations come into play? Where did you meet Kaylin? Etc. Etc. So, um, so like I said just previously, um, we uh, were doing some writing with Jared, Jared James, our good friend, and um, this was just one of the songs that we kind of had like an instrumental bed ready for that we'd both worked on. And Jared heard it and was like, "This is dope. I want to write over this." So we kind of just that's how it started. Then we kind of got like further and further along and it was at the same time as we were finishing it, it was around about the same time that Jared was just about to bring out some new songs. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like a, we weren't able to use him as the feature artist, but also Jay and I <clears throat> had also thought because of the content and the lyric content of the song. And cause it's, it's about, it's kind of like a relationship. It's a, you know, boxing underwater. It's just, you know, it's like when shit's hard, when it's like, it, it's tough, but it's also about, um, you know, when you meet someone and you're kind of like in that initial phase of, you know, love and you're getting like fucked up and high and it's all of that, you know, whether it's a chemical high or it's an emotional high, it's kind of like asking the question is like, when all that shit fades, is there going to be something real left? Because I think that's like a, it's a pretty common thing, you know, and sometimes that can, that high can last a while. Um, but then it can feel like it's a bit of a struggle, but it's also, you know, about like finding that thing inside you that, um, 
you can like, and, and again, it sounds kind of cliche, but like hold on to and know that your own value and self-worth is enough, like, you know, and not to give up on yourself and not to give up on maybe, you know, something that is, is worth fighting for. Um, Kaylin, how do we get Kaylin on the track? Um, Jay suggested her because again, being from, um, Orange County and like, she's an LA girl. He's always loved her art, her look, her style, like her vocal, everything about her. He's just like, she is, I'd love to work with her as an artist one day. So I was just like, fuck it. So I just sent her a DM on Instagram <laughs> and I sent her, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, she is definitely not going to reply. Like, don't get your hopes up because she has like a lot of followers. So it's going to be, yeah, she, there's a very high chance that she won't get back to us, but she was so cool. She replied like the next day and she's like, I love, love the track. I want to be part of it. Um, how do we do this? And so then we just started talking and kind of teed it all up. It was kind of weird because of COVID. And um, like normally I probably would have just flown to LA and tracked, like jumped into a studio. Jay and I would have tra- jumped into a studio with her IRL and like done it, but we couldn't. So we did a Zoom session recording, which was weird and cool. And um, yeah, she was fantastic. She nailed it. Like the whole recording with her only took like maybe two hours. Really? That's so sick. Yeah. Rad. And so you've got um, a cool music video that comes along with this track. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the music video, where it was filmed? Sure. Um, well, yeah. No, well, this time around, we, like Jay and I are like big believers. And when we get people to collaborate with us, we don't, we don't want to be the kind of artists that micromanage. So we will find someone that we love what they do we'll see like the other, the other stuff that they've done and we'll just be like yes can you do that for us so um our um manager part half of our management team april um from artist only best best in the world uh april april was just like uh i know this guy nick um from fastback studios who is a really talented um you know um video videographer and he's um he's done some really cool stuff so she sh- showed us a bunch of the the previous works and jay and i were like yes so we met with him we had coffee and we're just like man honestly you just do you like whatever whatever you want to do is cool we trust your process um and so we kind of brainstormed a couple of ideas the the two absolutely beautiful people that are in the video clip are friends of april so she reached out to them and just um you know because for us it was really important and for for nick it was important to have a couple that had real chemistry and like weren't like just actors. They actually were in a relationship. And so that whole side of it was effortless because on camera, they were just into each other and they could channel like the love and the hate and the like hurt, like just really um, organically and honestly. And I think it comes through in the clip, but yeah. So that's kind of how it came together. And honestly, when um, Nick sent Jay and I the first cut of the video, we watched it and we were just like, yes, great. Sick. Yeah. There was no edits. It was just, yeah. That's so cool. Speaking of music videos, uh, we've had Boo's take on the Don't Waste Your Love music video and wanted to hear your take on it um, and the dull situation and what's going on. (laughs) Well, well, so that was like, it's always fun trying to come up with a concept. Um, but, and, and it's also difficult because you got like a lot of creative people that are, you know, wanting to get their vision out. Right. And sometimes it can be, it can be difficult to all meet in the middle, but 
Um, and then when you add like another whole like group of people, like another lot of like another band, another group of management, everything gets way more complicated. So we just kind of all had like, we all just met up at my place and just started kind of just talking through ideas. And with that track, it was the, the kind of theme of it is, um, you know, like the superficialness of like just the world that we live in right now. And, um, we thought a really cool way to represent that was just, you know, being at like a party or in a scene where it's like, you look around, it's like, it's just a mannequin. There's just lifelessness. It's, there's no actual human interaction. It's a very shallow surface level experience. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, uh, Pixie who, uh, came up with, because I think she was one of the co-producers on that clip as well. And her and Benny from Boo Seeker, they just were like, Hey, what about mannequins? And we just kind of like fleshed that idea out and it looked cool as well. But what, what was really shitty was it got banned on YouTube and we couldn't promote it. <laughs> yeah. I did hear that as well. <laughs> That's so funny. That really is. Like, weird. it's like, which is like, for me, for Jay and I, we were just like, that has to be a joke, right? Because yeah. of all of the other content that is on YouTube that doesn't get banned <laughs> but that's a whole nother thing for sure but yeah it was a good music video I just when I was watching it, I was like what is going on right now like this is so strange but in a good way I know right yeah so you've had quite a few very decent collaborations with some awesome people who is like a dream collaboration for you that you would love to collaborate with um I actually said this because um Kaylin Jay and I were talking on an IG live couple of days ago um and there's for, for me at the moment there's two like one would be like i'd have to say kanye because the dude is just insanely talented like he's insane and insanely talented like he is just like when that dude is on point and when he is like in his lane and in his zone making music there's no one better like he's an actual genius um and i think he's extremely kind of probably misunderstood in the media but um there's obviously some kind of mental health issues going on as well. So like no judgment, but like, yeah, I, I peak Kanye, I would be all over that. Um, Fred again is like my probably new favorite artist at the moment, like artist and producer. I am absolutely just everything he does. I'm obsessed with it. So I'd love to work with Fred again. Right. I'll check him out or her. If you haven't checked him out, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guy from the UK. He, um, he was he studied under a guy, another famous um, creator and producer called Brian Eno. Who, um, if you don't know anything about Brian Eno, Eno, check him out as well. Because, yeah, like, um, just OG. Yeah. Interesting. I like this. So obviously, you haven't been gigging lately, or have you? Have you played a gig lately? The last gig I played was because um, I play with I play drums with Lastlings as well. Um, and so the last gig we played was on their tour through in melbourne which was maybe a two three months ago which feels like a lifetime ago yeah, yeah it does it really does <laughs> um and so you're going on tour with brew hopefully is that still hopefully yeah i mean on, on, on honestly it's kind of like i it, it's not like that i um i have no hope but i'm just I'm just holding out for the, when stuff gets confirmed. It's hard to know. Like it really is. Like, um, I have a suitcase packed <laughs> and ready to go. So <laughs> yeah, if it happens, it happens and hopefully it happens. Yeah. And so it's meant to go ahead. Like what? Late September, mid September, late September. Yeah. Yeah. Late September, October. Cool. Well, hopefully it does go ahead. 
I mean, it's like to to be honest, I'm I'm I am not super hopeful because uh, like I, yeah, just because of the way that like the world is at the moment, it's um things seem to be getting worse than better at the moment, and yeah, ho- hopeful that you know things kind of like get a little bit more stable, but I just don't know if it's going to be like tour and gig stable, um, and I don't know if there's going to be any huge festivals happening, you know, at the end of the year. hopefully it's so interesting because um well like splendor obviously just got moved to um next year um and then i read this thing um about beyond the valley in victoria and i think they're trying to make it go ahead but i was just like i don't know they're trying to do it in um in the city yeah which is interesting Well, actually our our, one of our like best mates in the whole world is mike christitis who is one of the directors for beyond the valley cool and he he is actually the one that originally i i guess discovered us because <laughs> i was um he he got me to start producing and doing some tracking um, vocal tracking with amy from lastlings right um it was a long time ago and somehow he he got some like early demos of jason eyes so that's how we kind of started and the reason that we started doing it seriously as well was was Mike from Beyond the Valley. So he's actually put us on. He put us on the last Beyond the Valley as like an opening act um, at the festival. So yeah, it was cool. Interesting. I, and I really want to do that again. Yeah, it is a small world. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, um, we do like a little. I don't know if I would call it a segment, but um, where we ask <laughs> what is your um, best or like most memorable memorable gig memory is and also like a little horror story of a gig. Okay. So most memorable, I would say like playing Splendor is always like really amazing. I, I, think, um, I think playing Splendor, with, I, I think... Oh, it's, it, this, this is really hard. Like I've had so many, like really, like honestly, I've had, I've been lucky. I feel feel really lucky thinking about all of these moments because, you know, like you don't take stock a lot of the time. And I'm just thinking about all of these like amazing experiences I've had with my mates. And yeah, it's uh, like it's, there. There's so many of them, but I would have to say probably the first time I played Splendor, which was with which was with Jared James. Um, that was like insane because that whole thing was just such a whirlwind. Um, Jared brought out Do You Remember? And within like three or four months, it was like one of the number one songs in the country. And then we were playing like breakfast radio shows and Splendor in the Grass and Falls. And yeah, but the first time I played Splendor, because just I love going to Splendor as a punter. So just being up on the stage and looking out and seeing, you know, 15,000 people vibing out, that was like amazing. And what the horror story? Yeah, horror story. But before that, is there like a dream festival that you would like love to be on the lineup for? Doesn't have to be in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I would love, I would love to play Coachella. I mean, headlining Coachella would just be yeah, and for Jay, and for Jay as well because he's from um, like California and his mum lives in Palm Springs, so his mum has the sickest house in Palm Springs, which is like only thirty minutes from the festival ground, so. Uh, yeah, it's it would just be so dope. <laughs> yeah, Coachella, hundred percent. Peak. Yeah, it would be peak. And worst gig memory. Um, the the worst gig was again. It was a Jared James show, <laughs> and it was it was our first show that we played in Germany. And so we'd flown we'd flown from Brisbane to to Berlin, and however many hours that was, it was like thirty hours of transport. We then got on a bus 
and got drove to the festival site. It was like, I think it was called the N2AR. It was like this huge, big national festival where it's like, like 50,000 people there, but like it was broadcast to like 2 million people live. And we, we got there early in the morning. It was winter in Germany and we were like setting up all the gear and it was so cold that my hands were like freezing and sticking to like the drum hardware as I was setting up stuff. And um, so we set up, we did a line check. We got a set, like a, a bit of a sound check and um, we were, cause we were all playing on in-ears. So we all had our like custom in-ears in and um, had like the playback rig with like the click track and everything was working perfectly. And then we came back later on that night because I think we were on at six o'clock and um, I hit, I hit start on the playback because everything was synced. Like we had visuals, we had, you know, everything linked. Um, so I hit play and I couldn't hear the click at all. I could hear other elements of the backing track starting to come in from the intro, but there was no click. And I was like, this is not good because like you really need the click as a drummer to like keep everything together. So I kind of looked over at my screen on my laptop and I was just watching the metronome. Like there's like a little meter that like goes bing, oh bing, bing. And so I was like, I was watching my laptop to keep time, which was fine until they threw, they would randomly throw video video footage of me playing the drums up on this giant big LED projector wall next to me. And it had a delay because of the size of the crowd. It was like, if my hand moved like this, it was like a second later on the screen. So I was watching this, the laptop screen to keep in time, but I was also seeing myself slightly oh, delayed no. playing out of time. And I'm just like, fucking keep it together, man. <laughs> and then, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's millions of people listening to this or going to listen to this. And I'm looking at the crowd and yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> But we all had a laugh. We all had a laugh about it like weeks and weeks later. <laughs> Holy shit. I could not imagine. I would literally go into panic mode. I was. I was just like, and it was funny because after we after we finished, our front of house guy, Boz, hey Boz, if you're well not watching, but if you're reading. <laughs> um, but Boz came out and we just like everyone was fired up, like angry, yelling at each other because it was like we're trying to find out who was to who was to blame. And it just it was just some kid backstage just tripped over our multi-core and pulled out a couple of cables just before the show so yeah that is just sick <laughs> like <laughs> it was very poor luck yeah yeah um yeah. did you get to spend much time in germany or have you spent spent much time there yeah i mean i've been there a bunch of times um for for shows um with other artists and i, I love germany like um i feel like i wasted my time in germany though because I, w I wasn't like back then I wasn't like as much into electronic electronic music as I am now and like Berlin is like the, the, the epicenter of good electronic music um so yeah I'm looking forward to going back there because I want to like hit some like three-day raves <laughs> yeah I was gonna say like have, yeah. have you been to any fucking cool clubs or raves I'm literally my dream is to go to Berkheim and get in oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah i know i would just i would get lost there for a week <laughs> yeah literally there's yeah, too yeah, much yeah. to unravel um yeah absolutely so you've released quite a number of singles this year and a couple last year do you have like a plan to put them into a bigger project or are you happy just releasing the singles well well we're kind of like at the moment we're just kind of where we're just releasing singles we've got another single that's going to be coming out before the end of the year um, but then uh, next year we're going to bring out an EP and an album. So um, probably maybe, maybe maybe not an album in the next year, but definitely an EP with like maybe six or seven songs. Sweet. And yeah. what is your 
plan this is my hilarious question because I don't know how anyone can plan anything at the moment but plans for the end of the year slash start of next year like where what's the go um probably like we we honestly we just want to get out and play music with whoever will have us um Jay and I just love playing live. It's the best feeling. Like we love being in the studio, but like live is that payoff. It's the thing that makes you realize why you do what you do um, in the studio and why you spend so much time and and energy and effort like on the details. Um, so for us, we just like whenever the opportunities you know arrive arise. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll be there. We'll be playing shows. We'll be supporting. We'll be opening for whoever will have us. Honestly, we just want to get out and just tour play shows yeah of course it's the best thing about it i want to go see some shows i've literally i just realized i saw the funniest i don't do you know who declan mckenna is he's like a artist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he posted this like hilarious i will i found it hilarious that it was like i don't even know if anyone's gonna rock up to my show because it's been cancelled so many times and people are just gonna forget that it was even (laughs) a thing is anyone even gonna come and like I was going through all the shows that I had like that are postponed and I was like, I'm sure I'm probably just going to forget about one of these because I've just got such a backup of like just tickets floating around. It's crazy. I know. It's like that that whole cancellation anxiety and fear is like surreal. It's, um yeah, I, I think it's definitely changed. Like it, it'll, it'll get back to normal, but I think in, in, in this like next little season that we're in, there's a lot of people will just be like, do I buy tickets or should I buy tickets or, but please buy tickets. And when, when things get open again, I, I just, I'm, we'll be trying to just get as many people as we can to the shows. For yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, it's going to kick off at some point. Like it's, and it's going to be like wild when it does, which I'm keen for. A hundred percent. And I'm so keen and I'm, I'll be there and I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you at Berkheim at some point in time. Yeah. 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 We, 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 if we, yeah. That that'll be a great story. Like yeah. three years from now, we just like running into each other in a rave. Oh yeah. my god, it's happening! <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Of course, anytime. It's been it's been awesome. Um, usually we do a bit of a cheers at the end of our episodes. I'm not sure if you have a tea, coffee, pen, anything. I don't. I, don't, I, I have. Um, wait a second. I have. I have a NHL hockey yes, puck. Yes, I love this. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. Is it strong enough for you?